Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. And I want to say uh, good morning to my church online or to our church online. They're so faithful. I love you. Thank you for being here. Uh, much love to each of you. Thank you so very much uh, for being a part of our worship service this morning, whether you're in your car, whether you're at work, whether you're on the couch, welcome, welcome, welcome. Great crowd today. Thank you all for each, each of you. Thank you for being here, man. Beautiful, powerful. So we, uh, I mentioned last week, we're in a little short series, uh, really kind of just a month of January. It springs us into some other stuff that I've got on tap, but, but this is just kind of a four-part nugget. And it's very, very important, all four of them. They're, they're all part, if, if you can ask me what these four are, they're all about positioning. How, how many of you know that positioning is very important? If you're in, a, if you're in the right position sometimes, hmm, who are the things you see of God, the things God has for you? But sometimes you can be out of the right position and miss it. And so this is all about positioning. So, so the order is simply this. Last week I talked about a question where are you? Because it's very important to figure out where you are. Today, we're going, to look, we're going to look at where are you going, okay? Then next week, we're going to look at where is the church, and then we're going to look at where is the church going. And there's an order there. So you should never give vision for a church that you haven't given vision for the people first. Listen to me. you got to make sure people or where they need to be so when you give the vision that God has given you as a leader, the people go, yeah, mm, I see that. God said that to me. God showed that to me. And then you build an army, man, that's unstoppable. So this is all about positioning. So last week we said, where are you? So important. Gosh, that's an important question. See, we don't, we don't ask that question a lot. We go, hey, what, what, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? What are you going to do when you get out of college? What do you want to do the rest of your life? See, all that's way out there. See, you can miss way out there if you don't know where your feet are. Where are you? I built it around simple, simple questions of where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally? Where are you Physically? Where are you financially? Where are you relationally? Where are you spiritually? Just be honest. See, listen to me. We have a God that is a God of a he. He's a healer. He can't, he can't help but be nothing else but a God of a healer. But listen to me. The healer says, I, I, I can be the healer if you can be honest. You see, the, the lame said, I, can, I need to walk. I, I can't walk. The blind said, can you see? Oh, you'll see. The leper said, see my spots? He said, I don't see them no more. See, when you come to God where you're at, he can take you where he wants you to be. But first, you gotta come to God and know where you're at. Where are you was last week. Today is where are you going? 
Where are you going? Mallory read this earlier. Isaiah 43, 19 says this. See, I am doing a new thing. New thing. Now it springs up. Now. That means now it's springing up. I'm doing it right now. He says, do you perceive it? Do you see it? Do you see what I'm doing that's new? I'm doing new all around you. I'm not only doing new around you, I'm doing new in you. Do you perceive it? It's all about position. It's all about position. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Hebrews 13, eight says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, well, if, he, if he's the same, how's he doing a new thing? Well, he's the same doing a new thing. But if you stay the same, you're gonna miss out on the new thing. Does that make sense? If my God, who is the same God, is doing a new thing, it's job for me to position myself in a way that I can see the new thing and be the new me to go get the God that God is doing, the thing that God is doing. See, too many people want to say, well, you know, it's just same old me doing the same old thing. Well, God's not. God's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He's not just doing a new thing. He's doing it right now. What is he doing new in you right now? What's he doing new in you? What's he showing you? What are you seeing? What's he speaking to you? This whole series comes from really one passage of scripture, one verse. Psalm 119, 105 says this, your word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Listen to me, church. It is so very important for you to understand order in scripture. Jesus says, your word, the word says your word is a lamp unto my feet. Listen to me. You've got to understand where your feet are. Once you know where your feet are, you will know where to go. But if you're struggling about where your feet are, you're gonna struggle with where you need to go. Do you understand that? Listen to me. You've got to understand if you're gonna understand where your feet are, the maker of your feet is named Jesus. You get with the word who is Jesus and you say, God, I wanna know where I'm at. If you'll tell me where I'm at, if you'll point where I'm at, if you'll show me where my feet are, God, just show me where I'm at. I'm coming clean to you. I'm not where I need to be right now. I know I'm not where I need to be. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. I've disappointed, I've done this. this but this is where I'm at. And I'm not happy about where I'm at, but I'm honest where I'm at, God. Just meet me here. Just meet me where I'm at. I'm asking you. I'm making room for you. I'm coming near to you, and I know you'll come near to me. So, God, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And I know I, I need to be more. I, I should be more. I should be another place, but this is where I'm at. If you'll come to God right there. Church, don't clean yourself up. Don't, don't wait till it gets better. Just say, guys, meet me where I'm at. This is where I'm at, God. See, if we meet him, his word, Jesus, right where we're at, then he takes 
the flashlight of the word of God and says, here you are. And then he says, here's where you're going. Here's where you're going. And you know what you do? You take the feet made by the creator and you follow the creator. His name is light. And you don't look left and you don't look right. Listen to me. Until you know your feet and your feet have been illuminated by the word of God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us so your feet are illuminated by Jesus, you run the risk of following a light that is not of God. The devil says he masquerades as an angel of light. Oh, you better be careful, church, that, that you don't take off <laughs> zero to 60 after a light. It may not be his light. Church, listen to me. There's many a churches that have chased the light, and I wonder, is it Jesus? Be careful the light you chase if you haven't first allowed the light to illuminate your feet because your feet may be out on a path that may not be of him. It's very important that you understand this. My feet first, my path second. It's very important that you understand as the little church and as a corporate church where our feet are. Because if you know where your feet are, he will light your path and you can follow him. Where are you going? Where are you going? Before you can answer that, you got to know where you're at. Where are you at? So listen to me. I want to explain some stuff to you. When you know where your feet are and you light your path, you, you, you know where you can go, where you're going. The, 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 when, you're a, when you're a child of God's, if you sit here this morning as a born-again child of God, or whether you are watching us online and you say, Pastor, I'm telling you, I know a day in my life that I've given my life to Christ and I know that I'm saved. I know I'm a child of God's. Then I have good news for you. You know what your inheritance is? My inheritance as a child of God is peace. My inheritance is peace. And when I know my inheritance, my job is every single day to walk in my inheritance. See, there is nothing in this world right now that says peace, nothing. Everything in this world says confusion, chaos, uh, uh, confusion, lies, fear, all kind of junk. None of those are of God. God says, I'm a God of peace, and my kids who know me will follow in peace because that is their inheritance. Listen to me. If your inheritance was millions and millions of dollars, trust me, every single day you'd walk in those millions and millions of dollars until what? They run out. If you're going to run after mammon that way, why don't you run after the real God that way? God says, my, I am a God of peace. And you know what, Jeff? My peace doesn't run out. My peace doesn't run out. It is my job every single day when my feet made by him, the creator, hit the floor. I walk in the light of peace with Jesus, my inheritance. Jesus is peace. If you know Jesus, you know peace. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know peace. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You can't manufacture peace. 
You can't create peace. All you can create and manufacture happiness. You know why? Because happenings make you happy. But peace and joy come from Jesus, and that's from inside. And you can't do that. And so even though all my outsides say you should have no peace, oh, that's okay. That's an outside. But inside, my Jesus says, I got you. I got you, and I got this. You walk, child, confidently with me. You don't look left, you don't look right, and you don't have no fear because I got you under my wings. I got you. Are you walking this morning in your inheritance? Are you? See, when you, <laughs> if you're a child of God and you're not walking in peace, that worries me. It's like swallowing bad tasting food. Don't eat food that's not yours, it tastes bad. Just walk in peace, don't walk in fear. You, fear should not even feel right for you as a child of God's. It should be like something, I'm not supposed to eat that, I don't think I'm supposed to eat that, I don't like that, I'm gonna spit that out. When the world shares fear down you as a child of God's, you need to throw that stuff back up because the only thing your body runs off of is peace. Do not run your life off fear. There should be a marked difference, and you're beginning to see a marked difference between the risen believers that know Jesus, K-E-N-O-W, know Jesus, and the ones that don't know Jesus. The days of the Jesus quiz are over. You either know him and your inheritance is peace, or you don't know him and you're walking in fear. I must choose daily to walk in my inheritance. You see, there really are two paths right now, and you see them every day. There's the path of fear, and there's the path of peace. Which path are you on? See, even if a child of God's begins to walk in fear, if they will get with him and hear his voice as a child of God's, they'll turn back on this peace for him. What road are you walking on? You walking on the fear road or are you walking on the peace road? You gotta know where you're going. And listen to me. You can't start off by saying, where am I going until you first say, where am I at? Because if you start wrong, you'll end wrong. Because you might say, God, where are my feet? He says, I'm the creator of your feet, but you don't know the creator. In order to go on the path of, 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 of the light, you better know the light. You better know the light. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, we live by faith, not by sight. Watch this, my inheritance is peace. I walk in peace. But everything in me and everywhere I go does not say peace. It doesn't say peace. There's chaos. There's craziness. It doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. It looks like the end. It looks like it looks bad. I'm confused. I'm clouded. I'm in fog. I don't know. But you walk in peace. Why? Because I don't walk by what I see. I walk by faith. By faith. Listen to me. We as a child of God's, we have vision to see what God is doing, even when no one else sees it. Why? Because we're not looking with a natural eye. We're looking with his eyes, the spirit. 
And the Spirit is saying, walk in peace, but you may want to walk in fear. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in fear. The people that have no faith walk in fear. See, too many people today are walking by what they see. This is what they see, or we're being told this is what we see. Listen to me. You, you, you can tell a skinny girl she's fat long enough, she'll believe she's fat. She ain't fat. She's been told that many times. Listen to me. We don't walk by what we see. We don't walk by what we hear. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. See, our God is a God that says, I am a God that illuminates your feet by the word, and I illuminate your path by light. And Jeff, even though everything you see is, is bad, everything you see is not good, it doesn't look like I'm moving, oh, but when, you're, when, I, when you think I'm not working, I am working. And you walk by faith, believe in who? That he is enough. My God can, my God's big. And even when everything around me says that my God can't, I'm gonna tell you my God can. Listen to me, when they walked up to the Red Sea, you remember that story, right? Everybody knows that story. When the Israelites, God's people, walked up to the Red Sea and they looked behind them and they said, oh, great, oh, great, look at all this water, oh, great, here they come. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna kill us. That's what their eyes said. That's what their eyes said. But God had other plans. When that staff got lifted up by Moses, that sea parted. And it says the sea became a wall. Why? Because the maker of the sea told the water to become a wall. And, and that water rose up like a wall. And that land that was once underwater didn't become mud as they walked through. It came dry land that they walked through. And God's people walked on dry land to the promised land, and they turned around, and God said, watch this. And when they turned around, all those walls of water by the creator of water just came crashing back down on the enemy and killed them all. What their eyes said was this, God can't do that. But what their face said, my God can do that. That is our God. That's not a Bible story that we've told when we're little kids and we forget when we're old and grumpy. Listen to me. That's our God. That's our God. Our God says, where you see that I can't, I see a way. I'll make a way. Where there is no way, I will make a way because that's who my God is. Some of us are walking and living in a life that by sight, don't live by sight. Don't live by what they say. Don't hear that stuff. The church today is being positioned for such a time as this. You're gonna see the greatest days of the church moving forward. Why? Because God is raising up a group of people, all right, that is called the church unapologetically that says, my God can and everywhere there's a Red Sea that the world says, ah, you can't cross that. We're going to kill you. No, you ain't. My God can. And you're going to raise up and walk in dry land, my friend. Hey, God's kids aren't going to walk in mud. We're not going to sit down and clean our boots on the other side because we got to dance on the other side. We ain't got no time to be cleaning mud. We got time to be dancing. And God said, dry land's what you're going to walk on because I'm the maker of this. This is my, this is mine. And these are my people. Listen to me, God is doing it, and he's doing a new thing. And the question becomes position. 
You better check your position. Where are you? Don't get excited about where you're going. Because if you get excited about where you're going and you really don't have Jesus living inside of you, hmm, what's gonna happen when they turn the heat up? You gonna jump ship? You gonna jump it? First Kings 18, there's a little story about that. First Kings 18, 21. This is a story of Elijah at Mount Carmel. They were up against an ombre called Baal. This was, a, for lack of a better term, a, a worldly kind of god of the time. And people would bow to, to Baal. He was kind of the weather god. And they, he rained, they'd pray to Baal and all this stuff and stuff. So it says that these people were screaming and, and, and yelling and even cutting themselves to get Baal's attention. And, and they had, they've been doing it so long and it's been so long since God had moved they're in a drought that God has moved. Some of God's people had kind of started listening to them and siding with them and becoming Baal followers. And Elijah steps before the people, and I believe, without a doubt, this is the question today. Elijah steps before the people and says, how long, hmm, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. And Elijah said, who's ever God causes fire to come down from heaven and burns this altar up? That is the one true God. So Elijah pours a bunch of water around the altar, and he steps forward and speaks. And God comes down, and I'm telling you, incinerates the whole thing. Let me tell you what's going on right now. If the God of this world is going to be the God for you in the future, if you're going to follow him, fine. Follow him. But if you say that he is the one true God, then you step forward and follow him. Let me tell you something, friends. Before you can talk about what God has for the church and where the church is, you got to talk about the little church. So goes the little church, so goes the big church. The days of honk if you love Jesus, not enough anymore. The day I wear my camp t-shirt to let people know I love Jesus, it's not enough. A little bumper sticker on your car or truck, that's cute and everything, but that doesn't work. Cross dangling from your rearview mirror, mm -hmm, I've been torched by them on Sansi already. I know they don't work, <laughs> all right? <laughs> They've already honked at me. I know they're off the chart, all right? I'm just saying this easy believism gone. Can I tell you what's going to happen moving forward? If you say that he is the Lord God, then follow him. And if you say that the world God 
is the God of the world, and you say that's the one, then you follow him. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Come on. As for me and my church, we're gonna follow him. As for me and my spouse, me and my children, we're gonna follow the Lord. Let me tell you something. There's coming a day where all the persecution that we've had read about and saw in other places, they're coming to this turf. Better get ready. Better decide. Be just better decide that when they ask you, are you a born-again child of a God, or are you, do you go to church in an interview, and you have to say yes, and they say, well, we're not going to hire you. We're going to hire the other guy. He's less qualified, but we ain't putting up no Christians. They're going to ask you, man, I'm telling you to deny your God, and you're going to have to stand up and say, no, I'm not dying. I am my God. I know who my God is, and I am not persuaded. I know who is able. That's where my faith is. How long will you waver between two opinions? Either the Lord is God or Baal is God. My friends, that's not just a question in the Bible, which it is, but that's the question today. That's the question today. The real question in that whole story in in 1 Kings 18 and the whole story today is simply this. You can boil it down. It's a question of religion and relationship. That's what it is. It's a question of religion or relationship. Do you have religion or do you have a relationship? That's the question. Where are you? Now, listen, when I say religion, I'm not dogging the church, and I'm not dogging people in ministry, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but I'm telling you, religion is hollow and empty. It's not going to do it. Jesus didn't even like religion. He, he destroyed religion. He told the Pharisees, go on out there on that corner. You can bellow all you want. You can pray real loud. You can beat your chest. You can draw all the attention to yourself, but listen to me. That ain't going to get my attention. You go in your closet, and you know who I am, and you pray in silence, here I am, and I will meet you one-on-one. I don't get on all that other stuff. Listen to me. Religion will leave you wondering, is it enough? Religion will leave you wondering, am I enough? Religion will leave you going, man, I'm trying. I hope I'm there. I hope I get there. It's a whole bunch of hoping. It's a whole bunch of trying, but it's empty. It's hollow. There's nothing there. What is your hope in, religion or relationship? Jesus came to give you a relationship. He didn't come to give you religion. Yes, we gather together as a corporate body, but we don't gather together to be religious. We gather together because of relationship. Relationship what? With whom? Jesus, the one true God, the one we lift up and worship. We come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Join why? Join how? Different mama, different daddy, but the same bloodline of Jesus. We come together to worship him. We don't come together to do stuff, check a box, and try to be good. We come together praising and raising and lifting up the name of Jesus as a corporate body, as a church. That's what he's not going to stop. He can't stop the church. He shut down religion, but he can't stop the church. And you got to decide, do I have religion or do I have relationship? Because I'm going to tell you, religion's empty. It's hollow, man. It's so hollow. So hollow. Relationship, my friend. 
is where it's at. I want you to go to John chapter 10 real quickly. Let me show you relationship. John chapter 10, verse three and four, and then we'll flip to 14. John chapter 10, verse three. The watchman opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. Watch this. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought them out, all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Flip over the 14. I am, Jesus says, the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know the shepherd? Do you know Jesus? That's the question. Do you have Jesus? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Because if all you're hanging your hat on is I go to church, I mean, I've asked so many people, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Yeah, I, 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 I've been in church all my life. I, I didn't ask that question. I, I just, it drives me crazy when I ask questions and people give me answers I don't even ask. I'm like, what are those two funky, funny little things stuck to the side of your head? Those are ears. Let me ask again. Do you, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Has there been a time in your life that you've been born again? I'm not asking you, did you go to church? I'm not asking you if you would drag the church every day of your life, Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, and Sunday nights. I'm asking you, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Because if all you did was perform at church and do at church, and all you're hanging your hat on is church attendance, my friend, you're in trouble. Religion is not the deal. Jesus says, I came to have a relationship with you through the Holy Spirit. See, the question is, where are you going? What are you walking in, maybe? You see, where are you and where are you going? Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Where are you going? What are you walking in? You walking in religion or you walking in relationship? Let me tell you, let me tell you what happens. When you walk in religion, you walk with fear. I hope I'm I'm hope I'm doing it right. I hope I've done it enough. I hope I came to church enough. I hope I set up tall. I hope I acted right. I hope this, I hope this, I hope this, I hope this. Are you walking in a relationship with Jesus or are you walking in religion? When you walk in religion, you walk in fear. When you walk in relationship with Jesus, you walk in peace. Feels totally different. Peace that passes all understanding goes with you in relationship. Listen, you don't have to do anything to make God love you. He's, he, he's crazy about you. 
but the peace of God walks with you in relationship. The question moving forward is, do you have religion or do you have relationship? Because my friend, listen to me. If you have religion today, all you have is fear and you see it everywhere. But if you have relationship with Jesus, you walk in peace. You can't even walk in fear as a child of God. When you start walking in fear, Jesus comes over you and says, child, don't walk in fear. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of peace. Walk in peace. Here's what I want you to see. It's not just where are you going, but who goes with you. When you walk with Jesus in a relationship with Jesus, he goes with you. But if you're walking in religion, you're walking in fear, and there's no Jesus with you. Jesus goes with peace. The world goes with fear. When you walk with the world, you walk in fear. You never measure up, you're never enough. But when you walk in a relationship with Jesus, you walk in peace. So not only where are you and where are you going, but who's going with you? Jeff, you know who's going with me? Jesus. Because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ when I was 11, when I was 12, when I was 31, when I was 41, when I was 57, when I was 86, when I was 101. I gave my life to Jesus. He came inside of me. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. I'm in a relationship with Jesus. He's my shepherd. I'm his sheep. I know his voice and he knows my voice. He knows my name and I know his name. And I walk in peace. But when I don't have that, I'm over here in religion just trying to just trying to be religious. Religious is empty. It's hollow. It's the same every time. You walk in empty in religion, you walk out empty with religion. Every time. You walk in fear because you don't know. You fear death. You feel loneliness. You fear anxiety. You have all kinds of fears of sudden disasters. Why? Because you don't know Jesus. You don't know him. You don't know the Savior. He don't have any peace. So you walk alone. If you ask people today, people say, man, I just feel alone, feel cut off. Can you know something? You're never alone with Jesus. You're never cut off from him. He says he's with you no matter what. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come on up. If you're on the ministry team, I'm gonna invite you to come up as well. I wanna simply ask again. That's what we talked about, where are you? Today we're talking about where you're going. Where are you going? Listen to me. Some of us cannot answer where we're going because we're really not sure where our feet are. Find out where your feet are. And if you're sitting here this morning and you're saying, Jeff, my feet, mm, my feet for all these years, Jeff, have been on religion. I just, I've just been on religion and playing church but I don't have a relationship, man. I don't. I know that. And this season that we've been in has exposed that to me. And, and I don't want to leave here. I believe you said at the beginning, we're here by purpose. And the purpose I'm here, the reason I'm here is I'm, I need to get saved, Jeff. I, I'm lost. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I'm a dad. I'm a mom. And I'm lost. I know I am. I got all my chips on religion. 
and I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I don't know him, and he doesn't know my name. He knows my wife or my husband. I know that, but I know he doesn't know me. Don't leave, man. Do not leave this place without first knowing for sure that my feet are on solid ground in his rock. His name is Jesus. Because unless you know the maker of your feet and he knows you by name, you won't know the light to go. If you know Jesus and you're honest about where you're at, you say, God, I need you to light my path. Where am I going? Ask this question. Is the peace going with me? Is Jesus going with me? This morning, wherever you find yourself, even online, right in your living room, right in your bedroom, right in your car, right in your office, and you get on your knees before the Father and say, God, I don't know you, man. And I'm tired. I am so tired of performing. You don't have to perform for Jesus. He performed for you on a cross called Calvary, so you don't have to perform for him. Amen. This morning, this is your time. Church, where are you? Church, where are you going? And who's going with you? I invite you to stand and pray over you. Fathers, we stand to our feet. Ooh, you're speaking. Man. There's many names being called in this place right now. You're a very personal God, and you desire a personal relationship with each of us. And God, you're speaking names right now. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, they let go and don't hold back anymore. They come and say, this is where I'm at. This is me. I don't want to stay here. I know God's doing a new thing, and I want him to do it in me. So God, right now, do what you gotta do. Move however you gotta move for your glory. And God, I pray that we, each one of us, will say yes to what you said this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. This time is your time. You move as the Lord moves you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.